You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website builtforthestage.com or click the link in the description of this episode and you can work for seven days with your own Broadway fitness coach on an online app. So check it out. No catch, no gimmicks. Builtforthestage.com. If you like Built for the Stage podcast, please rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. It'd be greatly appreciated. All right, please enjoy this conversation. All right, we got an exciting one today with Jacob Heron. Jacob made his Broadway debut in the Book of Mormon, and he's currently doing his thing in the Book of Mormon because, well, it's the musical of the century, and that baby ain't going anywhere soon. <laughs> Jacob, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how are you? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for being on Built for the Stage podcast. Absolutely. All right, let's, that's a great intro. Well. <laughs> let's start with some important things. Fantastic. The most important of all, tell us some useless Disneyland trivia <laughs> that you know about the great land of disney this is the perfect first question <laughs> um i'm a huge uh disney nerd and so since i was a kid i always read a bunch of disneyland history books so whenever i take people i'm like basically like one of the private guides because i'm just like you know there's like a little gold dot on the ground behind the castle that marks the center of the park um i could tell you all about like uh how Tokyo Disney Sea, the park there. Um, Disney Sea actually was supposed to be in Long Beach because Disney bought the Queen Mary in Long Beach, and that was supposed to be another theme park. We could, I mean, we do one more, one more, <laughs> do one more, one more. Um, I actually, this is a selfish fun fact, but I am on an official Disneyland album. My voice is for the show that I opened, uh, Red Car Trolley Newsboys. So that was like a cool little dream come true, but. Yeah. When was your first time going to Disneyland? You know, I actually, um, my parents, so I'm from San Diego. So everybody that I grew up with had gone and I had never been. My parents were waiting until we were old enough uh, so that we would remember it because it's expensive. <laughs> so I was 10 years old and we went and my life changed forever. <laughs> and uh, I miss it. That's the one thing I hate about living in New York is I can't just hop in the car and drive to the park. <laughs> to go uh how many uh, times have you been do you think 
Well, I worked there for three years, so that's Ex- it's excluding hard. that as like a visitor before you started working there. Uh, once a year for well, you know, it's actually so. The first time I went was when I was ten, and then I went maybe like two or three times in high school, um, two or three times in college, and then I started working there. So I actually hadn't gone a whole lot, but then when I worked there, I would always spend time in the park when I got off work. Most people go home, but. So, yeah. If you go to Jacob's Instagram, Jacob D. Heron, H-A-R-E-N, you can see him singing a fabulous rendition of A Whole New World. (laughs) And I think that's how I ran across you. Oh, really? I think I came across your profile and... I saw you or heard you singing this. I was like, "Who? Who is this oh, guy?" So just nice. wailing yeah, that's with my, that's like with a my... dreamboat. <laughs> that's uh, also my best friend Ariana, who um, she's a performer as well. She opened Hamilton in Chicago as Eliza, and we have been childhood best friends. Um, then you know, roommates, and uh, yeah, we got to sing that together and sort of fulfill our Disney fantasies together. <laughs> Who's last Disney question? Then we'll move on, everyone. Sorry if you're not yeah, a Disney Yeah, I know. This lover. is like, this is turning into the Jacob Disney podcast. I, I mean, on my own. hey, <laughs> I'm not mad about it. It's a possibility. We'll talk to Dory after. <laughs> um, who is your favorite Disney villain? Okay. Uh, I mean, I would say Maleficent because Maleficent is like, the I would argue she's like the Disney villain because it was also very revolutionary because she was very pretty mm. and most like villains up to that time were ugly and she was like this gorgeous fias like all powerful sort of uh, enchantress witch so I'd say Maleficent but I mean Ursula in a close second because Ursula is yeah a drag queen yeah pretty much <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Uh, let's segue into this uh, other little post. This is also going to be about your Instagram. I love, oh my gosh. I, I love looking at my guests' Instagrams. <laughs> it's all about the gram, right? Come on, it's all about the gram. Right. Tell me just a little bit about this cool walking tour that you're doing with your buddy Tim. Oh, Broadway yeah. Up Close. Yeah, so Tim, I met Tim um, through my sister. My sister's also a performer. And Tim started this company called Broadway Up Close where they do all these different kinds of walking tours about the Broadway theaters uh, in the area. And he has like the craziest like fun facts. And, um, you know, they tour with an iPad and they show like pictures over time of um, things. And uh, his Instagram as well also has some cool pictures of theaters that uh, have closed, theaters that actually still exist but are just vacant. And also it's fall and there's a haunted uh, Broadway tour, walking tour, Mm. which I haven't taken but will be doing for... Halloween this year. I'm really excited. But yeah, they're so cool. And he's just done crazy research. Mm. Um, they're awesome. You know a lot of stuff, don't you? I, do I? A I lot. I feel like I want you at every party. It's like, <laughs> all right, the conversation's dying. Jacob, say something interesting, please. <laughs> I've, I've written probably several dissertations in my mind on various Disney and Broadway things. So uh, that's what makes podcasting fun. I finally get to use it. You know... A lot of the time when guests come on here, they have things that have been on their mind that they want or need to do, and they just haven't done it. Right. And then somehow when they say it into the mic, they're like, I have to do it now because I just... Yeah. Is there is there going to be like some type of podcast, book, um, documentary that you're going to be making on, on Disney or some type of trivia? Um, 
Come on, commit. Commit to it. I actually, um, I, well, you know, here we go. I'm just going to say I actually am going to be starting a vlog in uh, November in uh, conjunction with the release of Disney Plus uh, about uh, some of the new content that's coming and um, commenting on certain shows and doing uh, reviews and episode recaps and stuff like that. So, Amazing. Because I finally was like, you know, I just have to talk about Disney because my poor dressing room is so sick of it. And I'm sure they're thrilled <laughs> when I go on vacation and they get a break. So I was like, you know what? I'll make a podcast. I'll talk about Disney. And then the people in my life will have a little bit of a break <laughs> from hearing me talk about it. All right. Let me know when it comes out yeah, so we, we yeah, can shout it out. We can yeah, shout it out. Yeah. Speaking of things coming out, we have uh, Broadway Podcast Network in the background. We just launched the website. So um, if you're watching the IGTV or you're listening on the podcast, obviously, right now, you can hop over to broadwaypodcastnetwork.com and see all the other fabulous theater podcasts that we have on the website. And Jacob is now starring in one of the episodes. All right. Last Insta question. Okay. Or just conversation. I get. I don't know. Why am I getting so nervous? Everyone, bring everyone does. Instagram? Everyone does. It's like when your mom calls you and she's like, "Everyone does." What was that post about? <laughs> Yours is great. Like, <laughs> it's it's not a thirsty Instagram. It's no. Th there's no, no thirst that. traps on here. No. <laughs> uh, the content is is varied. You know, it's not all Disney. There's uh, a bunch of stuff on here. I like that. Um, one. Couple different like color patterns you know you're not doing the like all black and white or all you know very yeah, bright yeah. You, you don't do the white border i talked to uh another jacob jacob dickey about the white border you know oh like, like around a photo yeah yes i said why do you do that jacob and he said you know what i just saw a friend do it and i thought it was cute and i've done it ever since and i was like right, wow you you've been committing for a long time about yeah, this yeah um all right last one so you just did this crazy it was your most recent post you're dancing as some like alien oh, monster creature. Oh my gosh. Y'all yes. gotta go. Jacob, uh, <laughs> Jacob D. Heron, that's his uh, gram handle. You gotta watch this video. It is, yeah, that's probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever done. It was an episode of um, Alternatino, which is uh, Arturo Castro's new show on Comedy Central. So the sketch is about how in 2045, minorities will be the majority. But then at the end of the episode, I come out as this mutant and seeing how uh, mutants will be the majority in 2085. But what was so funny about it is I, it, it was like one of those like friend of a friend recommended me thing. And uh, they wanted somebody with this great voice. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And then I get there and she starts giving me all this choreography. And I was like, I don't know what, like you. And then I tried the costume on and there's this mask. And I was like, you should have just hired a, like a legit, like fierce dancer to do this. Um, and, and then, then they could just dub the voice in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that also is my voice, too. Mm. I didn't even recognize it when I first heard it back. But I forgot that after we shot it, we went in a studio and I just recorded like five different takes. It's completely different things. So I did like an opera version, a pop version, uh, like soprano. I was just like going crazy and they thought it was really funny. And of course, they chose the one that sounds like a mutant. Mm. But um yeah, it was ridiculous. And it was a freezing day, too. It was freezing. Um, but, yeah, it's a fun clip. It's a fun sketch. You're talking about uh, operatic singing and just uh, maybe you did your strong falsetto that I see on your resume. Is there, if you were doing, like, a crossover song, what would the song be that you would pick to sing? 
What would be your like a crossover? What do you like? Like, uh, like a female role? Oh my gosh! I mean, if I, I, it's like really hard for me to admit that I'll probably never get to play Alphaba <laughs> um, because I would die to play that role. But I, uh, I don't know. I'd love to do like a classical soprano role too, like a Clara and Light in the Piazza or something. I was always singing uh, in high school choir. I would always sing like female soprano, like with. The choir in secret, or did your choir teacher know? I mean, she probably knew. Like, she wasn't an idiot. But like, <laughs> I probably thought I was being really discreet about it. Were the you know? tenor standing next to you? Like, I can't hold my part. Can you please just sing the part you're supposed to sing, Jacob? <sighs> I think that everybody in choir probably thought it was really annoying. So <laughs> <laughs> they probably like, you know, wished I, I don't know what, wished I wasn't in the class, maybe. But uh, you know, I don't know. I. Uh, but yeah, I was always singing way higher than I think I probably should have been. Let's do it. That's funny. Let's do it. Going back to uh, Alphaba and you saying you'd do anything for it or you die for it. Let's do a hypothetical question. Okay. Okay. Since okay. you said that. Okay. You've been in, you're on, you're in the Book of Mormon currently. Yeah. Okay. How long have you been doing the Book of Mormon? Uh, actually, um, I think to, is it today? It's like this week is my two-year Broadway anniversary. But before that, I did the tour for like a year and nine months. So almost four years I've been doing the show. All right, almost four years. Four days as Alphaba on Broadway or four years in the Book of Mormon? Oh, my God. That's so unfair. <laughs> uh... Think of the paychecks. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's like I, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence, no pun intended. Uh, but I don't know. I would probably say Book of Mormon only because I have met some of like my closest friends and whatnot doing Book of Mormon. So I'd feel bad abandoning some of those relationships and choosing Wicked. But mm -hmm. it's very tempting. <laughs> Maybe if it was 40 days, I would pick Wicked. But... Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's get into the Book of Mormon a little bit more. Yeah. So you've made friends, you've said. What have been like some of your most fond memories uh, doing the tour or doing the show on Broadway? What has the Book of Mormon brought to the life of Jacob? Well, I had never, um, you, you know, like my family, we are a family of six. We didn't grow up with a ton of money, so we never traveled a lot. And when I toured, I think... There was maybe only one city on that tour I had ever even been to in my life. So it was a really awesome experience touring the show with, a, touring the country with a show that is also so great. And you would tour to these cities where you're like a celebrity in the city because everybody has been looking forward to the Book of Mormon coming mm -hmm. to the city. But actually, this is a fun story. My favorite, uh, one of potentially my absolute favorite memory is uh, I met this woman um, in Atlanta, she was, uh, uh, we were both at the, the, uh, human rights museum there and we were both like really, uh, emotional at the end. And we just kind of like hugged each other and, uh, got talking and she, uh, has, she was a pretty like active woman and, uh, was kind of like, I don't, you know, really want to see book of Mormon. There's just some things I don't re really find funny. And, uh, you know, I just was talking to her about the show because book of Mormon is, actually a really like beautiful loving story at the end of the day so we were talking and uh and then she kind of you know said well now after talking to you i actually really want to see the show so she ended up coming and loved it 
And we still keep in touch to this day. She has a pie company in Michigan called Grand Traverse Pie Company that has several locations. And when we went back, because uh, she was just in Atlanta visiting her kids. So when we went to Michigan, she sent the whole theater and casting crew pies from her uh, pie shop. And I was like, that's just an experience I only could have ever had on tour in that moment doing that show. It was really cool. That's cool. What's the message or what is, you know, when you filter out all of the, the shtick and the funny and the inappropriate to some, what is the message of Book of, Book of Mormon? You said like at the end there is, you know, what is that? I, I think it means different things for different people. But I think for me as a performer, it. I think that it means that the world is a great place when we're all trying to make it a better place and uh, help other people. And I think that, uh, you know, whether it's re religious mission work or, you know, uh, just regular relief work or even just in the way that we interact with people, when we just reach out to people and we try and help people, if we're doing it with a good intention, it can be really surprising and really beautiful, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that uh, the show's commenting a little bit on the distractions that can get in the way of that effort sometimes. I think it's a, I think it's a story about people wanting to change the world yeah. for the better, you know. Cool. So, Besides going through your bubble VHS Disney movies every night and doing the Book of Mormon every day and night what are some things that you like to do outside of the theater or disney you know what oh what gosh. are some other things that like keep you productive moving forward bettering yourself it's funny that you ask this because i'm on like a really interesting journey right now because nobody ever really talks about what happens when you make your broadway debut and like your dream comes true because you kind of take that bow and then you're like great okay, I checked that off my list and I'm now going to do the same thing every night and for as long as I want or as the show is open. Um, so I've really tried to uh, dive into what I like about what I do. And I've realized that I really like great storytelling and I know that that sounds kind of cheesy, but one of the reasons that I love theme parks is because it's such an immersive story. You know, there's this new... Um, I tell people there's this new roller coaster at uh, Universal Studios that's this Harry Potter, like Hagrid roller coaster. It's a three minute roller coaster and the budget was $300 million. So that's $100 million a minute of entertainment. And that's why it's such a cool experience. It better be. Yeah. <laughs> it better be cool. But it actually, uh, that's sort of a dramatic, like financial investment, right? But I think that a good story can happen with two people at a bar. Sharing a story, uh, you know, or on a Broadway stage um, when I'm playing pretend with my nephew at a theme park. And so I, uh, which is, it's actually my Instagram bio. My favorite quote is uh, that the shortest distance between two people is a story. And so I've really tried to connect to that and explore um, other ways that I can tell stories. So I'm actually starting to write for the first time. Um so I'm uh, writing a pilot right now that uh, I'm really excited about. And um, I kind of just had this idea and I wrote like the first two scenes and sent it to my roommate and she thought it was amazing. And she was like, you have to pursue this. You have to pursue this. It's all she talks about is me and this, uh, you know, TV show thing that I'm writing. And then I'm also trying to um, write a musical as well. So I'm also, I have a friend who, uh, 
he lives in California right now, but we went to the same college and he's an incredible pianist, composer, and we both just kind of had this itching to like try and do it. So um, I'm writing lyrics because I cannot play piano. Just such a bummer. <laughs> I wish I'd played piano. So that actually has been what's like lately in the past, like six months or so has been what's really helped ground me in the show because it's so different and it's not, um, it's just like, it's a different part of your brain and gives you a new perspective as yeah. an actor as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I try to tell people that my clients when they're on this fitness journey that it doesn't just revolve around that or the like consumed thought of the end uh -huh. where you, you have to still prioritize your time, your passion, your efforts so that when it is time to step into the the gym that you can really appreciate why you're there, what you're going for, and also be centered in that. Uh -huh. I feel like when I'm so consumed with something and I'm neglecting other things in life that when I go to uh, progress in that certain thing, it's just not, it does not go as well unless I have the balance in my life of not neglecting things like passion projects, yeah. uh, collaborating with, with fellow peers, things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, my, my, um, my older brother works for Amazon, so he's not a performer. <laughs> but we just, uh, I was just talking to him the other night because we both can get into the habit of our work like defining us as uh, people. And um, I, uh, you know, because a lot of people ask like, how do you keep it fresh? Like you've been doing it for four years and all of that stuff. And I actually, I think it's less about what you do in the show as opposed to your like outside life like if you're filling your life with colorful different things then i can just go to the theater and like just do the show and not put all of this uh pressure on the show to be the most fulfilling part of my day because mm -hmm. that's just not fair to any anything you know what yeah. i mean you can't expect a friend to just be the perfect friend and i was just know. gonna say it sounds like a marriage it sounds like something you would oh my God, you would hear yeah. in counseling like you can't rely on your spouse for your your ultimate yeah. happiness. Yeah, I think I think that being being on Broadway, you is uh, the more you look at it like a relationship, it can be really helpful and help you set boundaries. And but I'm also like a year and a half into my therapy journey, so mm. <laughs> I've gained a lot of you know I'm much more grounded I think I was than when I first made my debut, uh, which mm. has been great. You know. Yeah. What's one thing that you've learned in therapy? Because this, this podcast also like so much of the mental health aspect Absolutely. is involved. Um, working with clients in fitness. Uh, it's like 40, it's like 51% is fitness and 49% is mental. Uh -huh. It's basically 50-50, but like I like to talk about the mental game a lot on, yeah. on this podcast. So what's one thing or a few or whatever that you've really clutched onto uh during these sessions that have really helped you in being grounded on stage and yeah. in your life oh my gosh i mean there's I, I will like if we just really want to dive in you know like i had a lot of healing to do for sure um you know with my coming out journey um and all of that so therapy has been really healing and validating because it's an outside perspective um sort of like looking in and um 
So I do uh, what my therapist calls is systems therapy. So it's all about the system that you create for your life. Um, you know, everything is a system. Broadway is a system. Um, the, the subway is a system. Um, and then, and it's about uh, creating a system for your life that makes you happy. You know, so I have, um, I am uh, a middle child of a big family. So I've always sort of like, you know, from an early age, like altered uh, the role in which I play in any system to sort of keep waters calm. And it's sort of interesting because uh, being a performer is so much about like looking inside yourself and being, you know, Jacob and or whoever it is. And so uh, I've really, as I've like stripped away the roles that I realize I put on to avoid conflict, because I'm a huge conflict avoidant, mm -hmm. as I've stripped away those roles, I've really been able to kind of drop into and ground myself in me and what makes me me and what, um, you know, I like about myself. And uh, so that's probably like the tip of the iceberg, I think, like with my therapy journey. But actually... Something that I think you'll find really interesting is that I, if I had back problems for uh, years and on the road with Book of Mormon, I would sometimes throw my back out so badly I couldn't like bend over past an inch and like, because my back would just go into spasm and I'd have really bad sciatica. And since I started therapy, my sciatica has like disappeared. Mm. Yeah. Because it's because we're so emotionally connected to our bodies. Yeah. Everything um, is everything. Yeah. Meaning like it's all one. Like. Yeah, <laughs> there's a reason that this side is doing this because of that side doing that. And, you right, know. right. Cool. All right, Jacob, we covered a lot. So much. Like, <laughs> But I love it. Everyone listening, y'all just went on a ride. Thank you for riding with us. Thank you for what ride do you want them to be on? The Harry Potter one, Splash Mountain, Tower of Terror. I, w I mean, my like childhood favorite ride was Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, so I think that's a safe choice. All right, Let's so Big Thunder. Thank you for riding Big Thunder. Please come again uh, for <laughs> part two of Disney. Maybe we'll talk about Disney on Ice. We haven't talked about Disney on Ice. Oh my god! Let's not get started. <laughs> Jacob's eyes are as big as Mickey's ears right now. So, thanks, Jacob, for being yeah, on the thank podcast. Thank you so much. All right, guys, that'll do it with Jacob Heron. Make sure to check him out in the Book of Mormon and on his Insta and on his website. Easy to find him and really easy to check out his content because it's super funny, super cool. His voice is amazing. So speaking of amazing, why don't you do yourself an amazing favor and go to builtforthestage.com, fill out that free trial, and let's get working on those goals. It would be my pleasure. Joe Roscoe here signing off. Don't forget VPN, broadwaypodcastnetwork.com. Bye. Love you later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot -E 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 org because only together 
we rise. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.